Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. It's been almost a year since Brad the Boo and I tied the knot last August, and we're just now gearing up for our honeymoon in the fall. I shared quite a bit on the Bossed Up blog about how we pulled off our dream wedding on a budget, which I'll link to in today's show notes. And the reality is there was simply no more time or money left over at that point for taking a honeymoon right away. I'm glad we took our time and waited to plan out our honeymoon since planning a wedding is enough of a logistical challenge for a year. And we only had an eight-month engagement after all. Plus, earlier this year, all of our honeymoon plans changed when Southwest Airlines announced that they're finally opening routes to Hawaii. Originally, we were planning a hiking trip through Yellowstone, but we couldn't pass up the chance to head to Hawaii now that Southwest's affordable flight options made that possible. And really, they reduced the cost of all airlines to head to Hawaii as a result. We managed to squirrel away a total of $5,000 for our 10-day trip, which is already a longer and more expensive vacation than I have ever taken in my life. And although we're not taking off until October, I've already learned so much about how to stretch our dollar further that I had to share some of our best honeymoon planning lessons learned thus far. I'll be sure to report back and update this post on the Bossed Up blog with even more photos and key learnings after we return to. So first and foremost, the biggest lesson learned thus far is to talk with a local. Hawaii is quite the travel destination with a total of eight islands, each with their own different vibe. In an attempt to better understand the lay of the land and avoid tourist traps, I've been reading lots of blog posts, just like the one that corresponds with this podcast on my blog, and I had a good friend of mine in Denver over for dinner and drinks since she's originally from Hawaii herself. Her parents still live on the Big Island, and since she's in the midst of planning her wedding for this fall, we swapped all kinds of bridal advice. If you have the chance to speak with a local for whatever destination you're heading to, I highly encourage you to do so, even if it means asking a friend of a friend of a friend for advice, because she really helped me understand that Honolulu is a bit of a tourist trap, that Maui is the best island for white sand beaches and unwinding at the spa, and that the Big Island is more of a rocky, volcanic adventure zone, prime for hiking and roughing it a bit. She also encouraged me to add some must-see destinations to our itinerary, like the Hilo Farmer's Market and Mauna Kea Beach, and help me avoid paying for overpriced experiences that just don't live up to the hype. My second and arguably biggest secret to planning our Hawaiian honeymoon on a budget is Southwest Points. I've shared before about what a Southwest loyalist I am as Uh, For full disclosure, I am a Rapid Rewards member, I'm one of their credit card holders, and I'm even a shareholder 
investing some of my retirement fund in the LUV Southwest stock. And today's podcast is no exception because now with Southwest offering flights to three of Hawaii's islands and even more coming soon, it has never been more affordable to fly to Hawaii from wherever you're coming from. And since I fly so often as a speaker for Boston boot camps all over the country, like this one coming up in Chicago later this month, and on the Boston book tour when I flew to 11 different cities, I'm always racking up Southwest Rapid Rewards points and have hit my A-list status and earned a companion pass, which means that Brad the Boo flies for free wherever I fly for three years running. I also use the Southwest Chase credit card for most of Boss Up's expenses and shop online using the Rapid Rewards Shopping Button Chrome Browser Plugin, which means that I'm always racking up Southwest points on my everyday purchases online too. I've become quite the points fiend, I must admit, but guess what that means? After booking flights from Denver to Maui by way of Oakland, and then Maui to the Big Island, and then the Big Island to Honolulu, where we're spending one final night before flying back home to Denver, I was able to book everything using rapid rewards points for my own flights. And then I just added Brad to my bookings using the companion pass for free. Now, each of those flights that we booked did require a $5.60 processing fee, but that put our grand total for all of our honeymoon flights at $56. Major win. So total rapid rewards points used, 57,956. Cash spent, 56 bucks. Budget remaining, $4,944. My third tip for how we are booking our Hawaiian honeymoon on a budget is the Marriott Bonvoy credit card also offered by Chase. Because once you tackle travel, the next biggest expense for any honeymoon is typically lodging. And while I have no problem saving a few bucks by booking with Airbnb, more on that in just a minute, I wanted to feel pampered on my honeymoon, at least for the first week. So I knew that I had to be smart about how I could find our way to a posh, but not too pricey hotel experience. Enter the Marriott Bonvoy program. I've long resisted aligning myself with a single hotel chain and instead preferred last minute booking options like Hotel Tonight, which I've written about before on the Bossed Up blog and shared before on the podcast as well. But this year, I knew that I needed to commit to a single brand in order to reap big rewards for our honeymoon. After doing some research comparing different programs, I decided to opt into the new Bonvoy program, which is the result of a merger between the SPG program and Marriott's prior rewards program. And you can actually combine your points still if you want to merge your accounts like I did, because I had a few extra SPG points hanging around from years past, and you can merge them right into your Bonvoy account. I dropped the link in today's corresponding blog post. So once I registered for Bonvoy Rewards and downloaded the Bonvoy app to my iPhone, I received an email about a new introductory offer that they were running for the Bonvoy Chase credit card, which is operated totally similarly to the Southwest card that I already use all the time and I'm super familiar with. Now, the offer was as simple as it was spectacular. Earn 100,000 Bonvoy points or the equivalent of two nights in a really nice hotel in Maui. If you spend more than $3,000 on your credit card within three months of signing up. 
Now, this public offer has since changed, but I have a great special offer for you via my own personal referral link, which, yes, does give me some points as well if you sign up. But if you sign up to get your own Bonvoy Chase credit card via the link in today's show notes and in my blog post, you can get three free night awards, so three nights in a hotel, when you spend 3000 within your first three months as well. And it just so happened that we were doing some major electrical work on our real estate property that was going to run us about four grand within the next month when this offer hit my inbox. So I signed up right away, figuring that if we had to pay for this expense somehow, which is majorly unfortunate we might as well earn some free hotel points while we do. Plus, I used part of my final installment of the Bossed Up Book Advance, which I was paid on the day my book published, to wipe that debt clear within the month. So there was no interest payment to worry about for carrying a balance. We wiped it out right away. And the only downside or the only expense that I want to make clear is that there's a $95 annual fee that hits you really once you open the credit card. So that was the one payment we had to make. Now, just to put out a quick and super clear disclaimer here, I do not recommend going into thousands of dollars of credit card debt or opening a superfluous amount of accounts just for the sake of points. If I hadn't been absolutely sure about where the money to pay it off was coming from, in this case, my book advance, and super confident in our ability to wipe out that debt right away, I would not have opted for this method. And you can learn more about the basics of establishing a healthy financial foundation and building wealth from the live podcast show that I did interviewing Maggie Germano, Gloria Blackwell, and Chris Caruso, all about women and wealth, in episode 72 of the Boss Up Podcast, which I've also linked to in today's blog post. I have worked very hard over the past 10 years and, to be clear, benefited from a lot of privilege that has allowed me to arrive at this point of relative financial freedom and have the opportunity to take some risks, which I'm always happy to share more about if so desired. But I just want to be clear that this is a strategy that might not work for everyone, and I am not a certified financial planner or any kind of financial educator. So take all of my experience with a grain of salt and know that it's just my experience. So for me, in addition to using that credit card to rack up some Bonvoy points right away in the form of a $100,000 point sign-on bonus, I also started booking all of my work-related travel directly through the Bonvoy platform, including hotel stays for my 11-city bossed-up book tour. Now, while this did mean spending a little more upfront on my business expenses for travel than I would normally if I used Hotel Tonight or Airbnb, for instance, I was able to earn points a lot faster and gain status with Marriott, with the Bonvoy program, that actually reduced the cost of hotel bookings over time. So now the prices I'm getting through Bonvoy.com are comparable to that, if not better than what I could get at Hotel Tonight, because I've achieved a certain level of status, which discounts the cost of booking. So Right now, I'm actually waiting for Bonvoy points to hit my account from 
three more work trips. Actually, it just became four because I just got booked for a speaking gig in Los Angeles later this month, including my stay in Chicago for this month's Bossed Up Bootcamp. So once those points hit my account, I should have reached the 150,000 points that I need to earn our four-night stay at my dream hotel, the Westin Maui Resort and Spa at Kanapali. And get this, when booking directly through the Bonvoy platform, I actually noticed that they're currently running a special offer at that hotel. If you book four consecutive nights, you get the fifth one free. So mega win, that's five nights at the Westin Hotel Resort and Spa in Kanapali, right on the beach, for just points. And granted, it's not like free-free. Just to be clear, we still have to pay resort fees that add up to $467 and $35 a day for valet parking. That puts our total hotel expenses for the first half of our honeymoon at $642. Or another way of looking at that is that it's an average of $128 a night. And while that's certainly not free-free, It's basically the cost of a normal, affordable hotel, but it's the freaking Westin in Maui right on the beach. So to sum things up, total Bonvoy points used, 150,000. Cash spent, 642. Budget remaining, $4,302. Another thing I recently learned and love about booking directly through the Bonvoy site is that if for any reason we aren't able to rack up the total of 150,000 points that I'm hoping to before we book, you can actually book your trip with a combination of paying for certain nights with points and other nights with cash. And so I love that flexibility. And it's just another perk I wanted to share with y'all. This, by the way, is not sponsored. I'm just totally geeking out over my points obsession (laughs) and just making this happen for as little as possible. So if you want to apply for your own Marriott Bonvoy Rewards credit card from Chase, definitely do so through my link in the show notes and in today's blog post. And at that time, if you're approved, you'll earn three free night awards when you spend three grand on the card in your first three months. Plus, you'll be gifting me a bonus and helping fund my honeymoon when you do so. So thank you. All right, so tip number three for how Brad the Boo and I are planning our Hawaiian honeymoon on a budget is totally the opposite of what I just described. This is the cheap way to find a place to stay by booking through Airbnb, one of my favorite platforms to use when hotels are just too pricey and not an option. So through talking things out with Brad the Boo and my dear friend here from Hawaii, we decided that we wanted to start our honeymoon with a relaxing, luxurious five days in Maui for heading to the Big Island for the remainder of our stay. And to be clear, if we could fly back to Denver from the Big Island, we totally would. But we have to catch that departure from Honolulu. So we're spending our final night in Honolulu and the previous four nights in Hilo, a cute little town on the east side of the Big Island in close proximity to volcanoes and waterfalls and lush jungles and all kinds of amazing flora and fauna. So since we'll be coming off our fancy hotel stay in Maui, and frankly, since I'm tapped dry on Bonvoy points, we opted for an Airbnb for our stay in the Big Island. I found this adorable private little guest house on Reed's Island, which from what I understand, I think it's like an island within an island in some sort of river. 
in some sort of neighborhood just one mile from downtown Hilo. And it's nothing fancy. It's a tiny little guest house. But the reviews were all super positive. And I've been reminded of just how important it is to always read the reviews because photos can be so deceiving. I can't tell you how many Airbnbs I almost booked and then read the reviews and heard about mosquitoes and no ventilation and it being totally humid and loud and just all kinds of things that you would never pick up on from the beautiful photos that are in the the listing. So the reviews in this one were great and it comes with an outdoor shower, which I love for that tropical vacation vibe. If you've never had the pleasure of showering in an outdoor shower, rectify that because it is a delightful experience, especially after a day at the beach. Plus, even though groceries in Hawaii are not cheap because so many of them have to be flown out or shipped out, we will be able to save a little bit of coin on food by cooking in the kitchenette that we'll have in the Airbnb and shopping at the Hilo Farmer's Market for fresh produce, which is really just down the street. And at $85 a night, it is super affordable especially for being just a 20-minute walk from downtown Hilo. And I already exchanged a few messages with the host ahead of time who was full of recommendations and advice and super accommodating. So the total cost of the Airbnb booked for four nights on the Big Island, $360, which puts our budget remaining at $3,942 after booking almost all of our lodging and our flights, which is pretty freaking spectacular. All right. My final piece of advice to share on how we're booking our Hawaiian honeymoon on a budget is to get organized. I have already spent six months researching and planning our honeymoon, and we still have another three and a half months to go before we take off. And so a big part of how we've been able to save money and take advantage of all these special offers is because we got a jump on planning and stayed super organized. And listen, while I don't work on this every week, I do devote a few hours to planning our honeymoon every month. As the travel fiend and the points guru in our household, I'm more than happy to take on this mental load for the both of us and know that my standards for hotels are higher than Brad's. So I very much am invested in being the chief planning person for this particular vacation. So to keep me organized, I just set up a simple Google spreadsheet with separate tabs for travel information with all of our flight details, another tab for the budget, which helps me keep a running tally of how much exactly hidden costs are of these quote unquote free nights in Maui and what's left over and how we want to spend that wisely. And then another tab for activities on both our must do and our might do lists. And while it was absolutely essential to book our travel and our car rental and our lodging early to save money, I don't really believe in scripting out each day of our trip in terms of activities and culinary destinations, unless they're the kind of dining destinations that you have to make a reservation a long time in advance. So for us, I want it to be kind of free flowing in terms of having things to do and deciding sort of on a whim when we want to do them. So instead, I just did some cursory price shopping to preserve room in the budget for the more expensive activities that we want to do, like have a spa day or go swimming with dolphins or attend a traditional luau, which is amazing sounding. And from there, I estimated a daily spend cap for us to try to keep our eating and drinking costs under control. And just so we know where we're at, how on budget we are, or 
if we need to reel it in. It's really helpful that Brad and I happen to think some of the best things in life are free because we love hiking and biking and lounging on a beach and just bopping around exploring new places on foot. And to be honest, I still have some more price shopping and research ahead of me, perhaps some Grouponing research to do to ensure that we're not overpaying for any touristy traps or, you know, activities. But with such a healthy amount of budget remaining, I'm really optimistic that we'll be able to keep costs under control and stay under budget. The only other big cost we need to factor in that I haven't already addressed is the nearly $600 that we're spending on a rental car for the duration of our 10-day stay and the nearly 400 bucks that we're spending on the dog sitter while we're away. Not to mention the one-night hotel stay we'll be spending in Honolulu the night before we depart. So that's where we're at. I am really excited that the hard work and research and effort put into this planning process thus far is really looking like it's going to pay off. And I am so excited to have this special time together with Brad the Boo, even though it is over a year after we got married. So now I want to hear from you. Do you have any additional Hawaii travel tips to share? Anything we should definitely look out for or make sure to add to our must-do list? Or have you had a honeymoon planning experience and learned some lessons for how to really make your dollars stretch further, how to have a luxurious experience on a budget that doesn't blow your financial resources? Because I would love to hear from you in the comment section at today's corresponding blog post, which you can find at bossedup.org slash episode 139. And you'll also find more details on this entire blog post written out with all kinds of hyperlinks, including that link to get your own chase card and join the Bonvoy program. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you in the comment section there or hit me up on social media at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. And just to be clear, I'm a big believer in this whole treat yourself mentality when it comes to planning your honeymoon, but there is no better form of self-care than being prudent with your money. This year, especially, I've been podcasting about my own financial literacy experience, working with Chris Caruso, my financial advisor. I'll make sure to drop episode links for my interview with her and different episodes we've done about money and women and wealth in the past in today's show notes. But I have really focused on making my financial future part of my self-care regimen and really focusing on that as a form of radical self-care. And I know how unromantic that sounds (laughs) when talking about your honeymoon, but it's true. Planning an indulgent 10-day trip and knowing that I'm not going to come out of it with debt or feeling riddled with guilt or that sort of shame spiral that comes with overspending is the best feeling ever. It's the best form of self-care. Plus, I like to think of it kind of as a game, a game that you can win by staying organized, by planning ahead and saving like a boss and making time and putting in the effort to find the best deals possible. I hope my experience can help you do the same. And if there are any questions or comments or concerns that you want to share, I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, share today's episode with the women or men in your world who you think could use it or anyone in your world who you would like to go to Hawaii with. (laughs) And hopefully y'all can save your money like a boss using the same tips and strategies that we are doing here this year. Thanks for listening as always. In the meantime, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together let's lift as we climb.
let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.